Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey George. Hey Lions, how's it going? It's going good. We uh we got a whole nother year's worth of crap to talk about. A whole nother year's worth of feces. I mean <laughs> fe- what did what did you say? No, we're good. Okay. So uh, here's what we're doing. Uh, 2018 year in review retrospective 2000 Pro Plus edition. Mm-hmm. We probably need to workshop that a little bit. No, that, that feels exactly the amount of verbosity that we want. <laughs> so here are the rough rules. Uh, so we only are covering games we played in 2018, right? We're going to do a bottom three and then a top three uh, and no Nostalgia Goggles games. Nostalgia Goggles gets its own little section, right? Yeah. So we just we just both picked one Nostalgia Goggles, but our game of the year or our worst game of the year is not allowed to be a Nostalgia Goggles. Correct. Right. So uh, bottom three, Nostalgia, top three. Uh, so I'll I'll kick us off. Uh, my third worst. So so the least worst. The least worst. Yes. God, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> my my least worst, third worst uh, for 2018, Gauntlet. Okay. And here's why I hated Gauntlet in hindsight. Because I had really fond memories of this game. And the later versions of this game are more like how I remembered this game. Mm -hmm. And that's what graded on me. Right? Because I went back through time and I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be like this. And then it's going to be like that. And then I sat down to play it and I was like... It's none of that. Oh, right. Because what you were thinking is you're like, oh, man, it's like a video game Dungeons and Dragons. It's not. It's not. It's not even a little. And the game itself is actually pretty fine, right? So it's not that it uh, was just utter, utter garbage because it's really not. It's that it's not what I remembered in a way that's so distant from what I remembered that I feel like an idiot, right? And And that's... I mean, that, and, and, that's and, the central conceit of the show, right? Yeah. It's like it did not live up to my stuff. Right. And, and I always hate it when I feel the way that I am, you know? And right? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I, I get that. Um, I don't think that I played a lot of Gauntlet. I think I played it a little bit. So it doesn't, like, hold any high esteem in my mind. And, I mean, the game was, was fine. It was innocuous, you know? But uh, but that being said, if you were like, oh my god, I remember because because what probably happened if I had to guess was that you played that game and then you didn't you no action for a while and then you played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> with the best DM in the world. I mean, let's face it, you know, I mean there are a lot of dungeon masters, but I mean I, as far as I don't, I don't really remember him. Yeah, I mean he, he was not remarkable in any way. <laughs> that's that that that's, <laughs> that's fair, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> anyways, uh, uh, so uh, then um, you 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 projected back upon that experience, you know, to where you were like, uh, yeah, so obviously it was just like playing this tabletop version, but digital, it was awesome. And then you went back to play, and you're like, oh, so yeah, I, I could I could see that being a particular betrayal. What, you know? what if you if you define this game using terms that have become overloaded by modern history is like like oh it's like a dungeon crawler and you're like oh like diablo no not like diablo it's like 
oh, it's it's kind of got like a fantasy, like Dungeons and Dragons sort of theme. Oh yeah, like a like a JRPG, like a Dungeons and Dragons, like a tabletop thing. No, more like an arcade game. It's got a lot more in common with like a Pac-Man or an Asteroids. And and now those terms like dungeon crawler, right? Like those mean something, right? And they mean a lot of things that got cemented over years and years and years. But to go back to this and be like, oh, a dungeon crawler. And then to play it and be like, not a dungeon crawler. Not because at the time that wasn't true, but because it's no longer true. Right. And so going back and playing this, I was just like, <sighs> oh. Yeah, no, I can I can get and and respect that. Uh, my n- third worst is uh, and to be fair, I remember I remember thinking really fondly about it when we were playing. Remember, <laughs> remember when we played Secret of Mana together? <laughs> you remember that? Do you remember playing Secret of Mana together? I, Do you remember playing Secret of Mana together? I remember playing that game yeah. with a tall, mm-hmm. handsome gentleman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Handsome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mostly, so, I so remember his handsomeness. So that, like, like that tall, handsome man has made my list. <laughs> so Secret of Mana is my third worst game because as far as I'm concerned, through my own personal nostalgia goggles or nostalgia goggles, that game's the worst game ever because, uh, you know, I went back and looked at it. I looked at the cover art. I did the degree of playing of it. I actually did. And uh, it's the worst. And anybody who plays it is a sociopath and a serial killer. And that is a complete list of people who have played that game, which is to say that if you have played that game, you are one of those two things. And I am not biased or wrong. And uh, I stand by it. Number two. (laughs) (laughs) So so number two for me, uh, Battle Chess. Ooh. Yeah. Bummer. Hard bummer. And and here's (laughs) here's my problem with Battle Chess. Battle Chess as a series and as a concept, rock solid. The Ness Battle Chess, rock not solid. Mm. Because the the ideas absolutely hold water right it's a good idea to take a familiar game but then like jazz it up and like digitize it and all the stuff that goes along with that but telling someone who's like oh i really enjoy chess i would enjoy playing a more fantastical digital chess so that i can play against a computer opponent would you ever in your right mind recommend the NES battle chess no no you would not no there's a lot of NES games i wouldn't recommend but 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 that that's what killed me about playing that game this year (laughs) this year in 2018 um, because it, it's, there's nothing you could object to in what they were attempting to do, but the execution was probably okay at the time, but it has not held up at all. And the thing is, when you make a better battle chess, it's not like trying to make a better Super Mario Brothers game, right? Like the difference between Super Mario World and Super Mario 64 is galaxies apart ah! <laughs> <laughs> see what i should have said was super mario world and super mario odyssey are galaxies apart uh, I, was, I, I thought you were gonna say super mario you know is that they, they are galaxies apart it's an odyssey to get between the two see that would have been more puns but chronologically super mm-hmm. mario world and super mario odyssey are a galaxy apart. wasn't the ryu remake done more recently i don't know shut up anyway <laughs> <laughs> but, but my point is like the things they're trying to do in Super Mario World are foundational ideas that they tried to expand upon in Super Mario Galaxy, Odyssey, Super Mario 64 even, right? Whereas when you make a better battle chess, it's a lot more like making a better Madden or a better Call mm. of Duty, right? It's just yeah. take 
exactly what you did, but make the music better and the graphics better. And that's literally, and just slap a new number on it and ship it, right? Unless you're going to change the rules of chess, which you could do for like alternative modes, but unless you're going to change the rules of chess, Battle Chess 2018 would be exactly like Battle Chess from the NES era with better graphics and better music and maybe some other like UI improvements because that came in a horrible UI. But but basically, it would still be chess. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I had to put this game where I did because of the games we played this year, this one just feels like, would anyone ever get this recommendation from me ever? No, never, ever, ever. Right. Um, for me, my second worst... Uh, gotta go Battletoads. <laughs> Yeah. Is that why when I started Battle Chess, you were like, <gasps> Aww. <laughs> Yeah, no, Battletoads. It's, it's, it is, and I struggled with this because of, of like the, the categorizing, but I mean, as far as like, does it hold up? Yeah, it's exactly what you remember. The problem <laughs> is that what I remember was a big steaming pile of poop. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, obscenely difficult it's the animations are you know wildly enjoyable and 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 yeah there's there there's some charm to it but i mean ultimately there is a a third of the game you know like you get about a third of the game through it and then the game says and now you're done playing the game because there's a motorcycle level and in case you got through that you could go to a warp zone where it immediately puts you in the exact same mechanical challenge and almost as hard where it's the river level, you know? So it's just yeah. like... Which, which does feel like a middle finger from the developers. It does. Like, oh, you want to skip a big part of the game? Fine. You want to skip this specific challenge in the game? No. We can do wiggly. <laughs> no. So game over. <laughs> but yeah, so honestly, from my seat, is it, is it a fun game? No. Uh, like, <laughs> it just, it's 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 bad. It's it's not, it it does not hold up in the sense that like, you know, if you're like, oh, man, I really like this game. It was really hard. I want to go back in time and play older, harder games. You do not. Don't 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 do this. Let this live on as the seminal example. Excuse me. The pinnacle example. The paramount example of a, uh, a punishing game. That is what this is. And you should not play it. Number one. So number one, 2018 games we played uh, the, the worst. The worst. This is the worst yes. of the worst. This is the number one of the bottom three. Right. I think award ceremonies were not designed for this. Probably <laughs> not. This is like the Razzies. It won the Razzies. Yes, it won the Razzies. Um, Rampage. Really? Rampage. All right. Yeah. And the reason I picked Rampage as my worst of 2018 is because it's not fun. Sure. There, there's no challenge to the NES version, right? Because we played the NES version. We right. didn't play the arcade version or on, I think it might've also been parted to the, uh, ported to the Atari. We didn't play it there. Um, the NES version is not fun. The NES version has no challenge. The NES version is not good to look at or fun to listen to. The, I don't know why anything about this, like this game literally only exists because it is a port of an arcade cabinet but because it was designed originally as an arcade game and they brought over none of the penalties and none of the rewards, there's no game. There's mm-hmm. nothing. You can just do nothing and accomplish the same with your life that you would if you played a bunch of NES Rampage. So to me, the worst thing about this game is that it is a non-game. And 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 I totally feel you on that. And, and I did wrestle with putting this in my lower, lower tiers, you know? But uh, to me, it was because it was so 
nothing that I didn't, you know, kind of put it on there because I it, I was like, this is not. If somebody said like, if somebody said, hey, gun to your head, you're gonna have to play Rampage for two hours. I wouldn't be like, do you pull the trigger? <laughs> you know, <laughs> just do it. Just end it. I don't <laughs> want to do this. I mean, like, I, I could I could sit there and play Rampage for any period of time. It would just be a waste of time. Yeah, you know. So like, I can see like that, and, and I think that this. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's 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 get weird. Um, so I think that this delves into our like deeper psychology because, like, for you, if it is a waste of time in that nature, like that in and of itself is grating. If I go into experience knowing that I'm wasting time, like I can just deal with that. To be like, yeah, I'm just putting my mind in neutral. I'm doing a thing that is just a thing, you know. I I would agree with you if I have foreknowledge. Right, that's fair. Right, because what I sat down to do was play a video game, and what I ended up doing was nothing. Yes. And if I knew I was going to just stare at color boxes moving on a screen where I felt like I wasn't accomplishing anything, then I might say like, oh, well, it's just a, it's just a button mashing game. Like, it's just, you can't lose, you can't win, life is meaningless. Like, you just you stare at the, the colored lights on the screen, and then you go to bed, right? Like, that's... I don't think that's a good way to spend your life, but at least if I knew that's what I was getting into, then I would be able to judge it based on its ability to be that. Yeah, which you get to watch numbers go higher. Yes, which is that in spades, right? It's just boring and terrible and nothing in spades. But because I thought I was sitting down to play a challenging video game where if I was bad at it, I would be penalized, or if I was good at it, I would be rewarded, but those things don't happen. There are no rewards. There are no punishments. It is nothing. It yes. is a non-game. Yes, that, and that and that is fair. Um for me, my number one worst, the uh, paramount example, Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> so this does not completely surprise me, but I would like to hear your specific response. God, I hated that game. I hated that game so much. I think in the episode itself, which everybody should go uh, back and watch, it was uh, recorded in 2018. Yeah, all, all of the uh, games are going to be linked in the show notes. So if you're too lazy to find it on the website, it you literally... Busy. You're, it's, pr- it's pronounced busy. If you're too busy to find it on the website... <laughs> thank you. I'm, English is like yeah, my fourth fine. language. I, yeah. <laughs> If, if you're too busy to find it on the website, uh, I've actually linked all of these episodes that we picked in the show notes, so you don't even have to go hunt them down. Love it. Love everything about it. And I do know that Aramaic is your first language. And if anybody wants to uh, get or understand that joke, you should watch the 2017 episode. All that being said, it's it's just it's plugs all the way down. Um, now, Echo the Dolphin, uh, in, in the episode, and I stand by this, is I likened it because I the reason why I played this game was because it was in the waiting room of my dentist. <laughs> I do. I do remember office, this now. <laughs> and I said the only reason why I remembered it fondly was because it was preferable to being at the dentist. <laughs> and I just stand by that, man. There's just this game is just frustrating and and that's the the main difference between i think our our top two is that or top one is that the two of our top one whatever math so (laughs) but is it is it basically like like you're saying like oh this was a nothing game it's like i didn't deal with a nothing game if somebody gunned to my head somebody said i need you to play five hours of echo the dolphin i'd be like god i've got kids okay fine give me the controller like i'm i i gotta i gotta do this but i'd be doing it for the kids like i wouldn't be playing it because it was preferable to a bullet in the brain it is just it there's just nothing to this game the literally the fondest memory i have of this game is the after after credits after music bump that we did on the episode (laughs) that is my fondest memory of this game otherwise it is a frustrating needless mess 
Yeah. Yep. It is. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> um, no. So we got to do our our mm. nostalgia game. Um, yes. So in 2018, we played a, a few nostalgia games, and we're just gonna pick one. We didn't play a few. Shh. <laughs> We're just we're just gonna we pick one, a couple. We're just gonna pick our favorite. Yeah, you know, each year of the nostalgia games we played that year because those are more random. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes there's a bunch, sometimes there's not. But like we're just gonna do the one. Um, for me, my nostalgia pick is Celeste mm-hmm. because uh, it's amazing. I mean, it's mine too. So we just want to do it at the same time. Yeah, oh, let's yeah. just gush about it's it. Great yeah. game. It's a great game. It's yeah. a great game. No, the visuals are delicious. The music is charming and wonderful. The music's amazing. I have sought out the music on my own time. Like yes. I, I've, I have a 45-minute commute into work, and I have spent a non-insubstantial commute, full commutes into work, listening to this music. The only frustrating part is that it doesn't, I can't get the way I'm listening to it to auto-loop, <laughs> you know? So I can't make it just play that same song four times in a row. Do, do, uh, what is it, Rush to the Summit or whatever? Oh, my God. Uh, so that, good that is that is the nerd version of uh like a like eye of the tiger oh, right like that oh good that yeah that that song is like i have seriously been feeling down and put that song on before and i'm just like oh man madeline did it i can do it yeah right like it and 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 literally right because madeline did it because i did it like i overcame this mind-bogglingly frustratingly horrible god-awful snap your switch in half challenge and and it's just it's so good everything about that game is nearly perfectly crafted Mm -hmm. there are a couple of really minor design choices where like certain content and story items are hidden in places challenge wise or like enough off the beaten path that it's like no everyone should get this story everyone should get this content but that's those are exceptions right and here's the question man did you did you 100% that game? No. No, there's more game if you want more game. And yes. that's the amazing thing about it is that, like, I completed the story. It was really satisfying. It was really amazing. And then it's like, hey, man, you want some more game? And I started playing some more game. And I was like, oh, I don't I don't want this more game. And, like, and, and that didn't, like, taint. I, I was like, oh, man, I've got to finish this and all this sort of stuff. Like, you know, I have since gone back and played some of the original chapters. I mean, it's just, it's, it's modulated well where it's just kind of, like, literally to me, in, from my seat... The game is near infinite because, you know, there's as much game as you want to play. There's as much game until you hit a skill wall where you're like, yeah, I'm just going to go do something else for a while, you know? But at no point do they, do they shame you or anything like that. The The game itself is frustrating and, and but can be pushed through from somebody of like a standard game's literacy. And then it's just kind of like, or are you at a, on scale one to five, where are you at? Are you at a five? Then you can complete this game. You're six. Here's this next challenge. A seven, an eight, a nine, a ten and 11 like we've got game for you we've got a non-stop amount of game and also for me personally i love this game because it is one that because of the nature of the game teddy can play it my son can play it right so he can play it a little bit in the earlier levels because his game's literacy with his actual literacy is super low well and you have all the assist modes yeah all the assist modes to like dumb it down so it makes it easier and then on top of all that i just there's a special place in my heart for the fact that like there's a, a a strawberry because he loves those strawberries. He loves getting them. He thinks that they're awesome, and he doesn't understand that they're challenge based, and that it, like it's ten times harder to get the strawberries than it's just progress through the level. He doesn't understand any of that. All he understands is that his father is infallible and can do everything. So then like he'll be like, "Dad, get the strawberry," and I'm looking at him like, "Oh my god!" Because because the thing that the game does is it telegraphs what you need to do, right? So I know what I need to do. I'm like, I don't I don't have the skill to do this. I'm like. Do you have strawberries? Like, yeah, we need the strawberries. I'm like, okay. So I'll start doing it and I'll die. And he goes, no, dada, 
that one and he'll point to it as though that was the miscommunication like i'm sorry clearly i misspoke you're supposed to be getting that strawberry oh that's that was the problem so it's uh yeah it's just it's it's amazing there's so much depth to it visually stunning auditorially stunning gameplay stunning tens across the board well and the story right the yes how many games have tried to grapple with uh what I will broadly call mental illness, mm-hmm. right? And failed spectacularly. And I'm not saying this game, I'm not an expert in this, right? So I'm not saying that this game does everything right. There may be things about this that are glaringly wrong, but the main thing that I'm confident they got right is that the game designers wanted me to mm-hmm. feel what she was feeling and I done felt it. I felt yep. it at the right times. I stopped feeling it when I was supposed to feel a different way. And then I felt that way instead. Yes. Like, that is a triumph of art design, period. If it's a book, if it's a movie, if it's a video game, if you can not only get your people on board for the ride, but get them to lean into the turns at the right time and to put their hands up at the right time and to woo at the right time, like that's phenomenal, right? Yes. And the, the reason that that analogy leapt to my mind as a roller coaster is because typically the only things that can make you do that are things where you literally can't do anything else. You're on rails, and this is not that. But you go along for the ride anyway, and you love every second of it. Now, the game is near perfectly crafted, and honestly, and and you know, this is this is something that can never happen, but I would literally go to the developers and be like, you know, can we give our listeners a special code that if they plug it in, they get the game for a dollar cheaper and that dollar comes out of our pocket because I want more people to experience this game. Get it and get good and and just uh, experience it. It's fantastic. Hey, Nostalgia Gogglers. I've cut out the part of the episode where George and I debate the contest rules right inside the podcast because it's not interesting. What is interesting is we are going to give away five real copies of the game to five real listeners. So all you have to do is go into the show notes and find the link to the Google form and then fill that out to get your entries. Uh, You have till the end of January 2020 to submit that form, and then we will select five real listeners the first week of February to give a copy of Celestu. So go into the show notes, find that link, and enter for your chance to win a copy of Celeste. Now, back to the 2018 review. All right, so for the top three, um, I think we can't uh, really do this without kind of addressing the elephant in the room. Last year for 2017, everybody knew what number one was going to be, I think. And right now, start placing your bets on what number one is going to be because I bet you can figure it out. But my third best game for 2018, uh, I had to go with SimCity. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. And and here's what, I mean, you know, we we played looking, if you look at the games we played in 2017 versus the games we played in 2018, like there's a, there's some weird, like. There's a lot of weirdness, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like that, you know, for 2017, we were getting our, our, you know, our engines chugging and we had like some amazing games and some really terrible games. There was a lot of, you know, like in, in 2017, there were a lot of ones and a lot of tens. In 2018, there were a lot of threes and a lot of sevens, you know, where I was like, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was harder. It was harder. And the thing that made me happy when I realized SimCity was from this year and not from last year is I was like, Oh, okay. I like SimCity kind of games. How did the super Nintendo SimCity sort of hold up? And I thought, I was like, you know, I think I might actually play this game again in the future. I think (laughs) if somebody asked me about a SimCity, I would have a hard time 
immediately saying, well, play the newest one, play the best one, right? Because kind of like what I said about battle chess, like, no, you should just always probably play whatever the latest battle chess is because it's still chess. Mm-hmm. SimCity, you would think at first blush, would have the same benefit of like, oh, just always play the newest SimCity. But in the later SimCities, like in SimCity 2000, 3000, SimCity 4, whatever came after that, Sim- SimCity XX, um, you end up having to manage things that you might not care about, like traffic patterns mm-hmm. and water lines mm-hmm. and policies for like garbage pickup. And if, if you like that, that's fine. Like I'm not saying anybody who wants that level of minutia shouldn't jump into it, but it's hard to just go to someone who's like, Oh, I kind of want to play a SIM game and just be like, do you want to play a SIM game? Or do you just want to actually manage a real digital city with all of the nonsense that it would involve to manage a real city? Right? Like it's, the mm. fidelity has gotten so high in the later Sim Cities that for me personally, it just kind of lost some of the attraction. Whereas in SimCity for the Super Nintendo and then SimCity 2000, which I played on PC, like that's about the right amount of fidelity where it's like, yeah, I'm building a city, but I don't have to like personally oversee every arrest to make sure that the mob isn't getting a foothold in the city and it's going to become Gotham. Like that's right. just, that's more more realistic high fidelity than personally I want out of a Sim game. So even though this doesn't have some of the coolness of SimCity 2000, the graphics are like really Super Nintendo, right? They're really rudimentary and the music can start to get super grating, but you can just turn that off and listen to something else. Um, I think I can genuinely recommend this game. And if I want to reach for a Sim kind of game in the future, I think I'd probably consider at least the Super Nintendo SimCity. Right, yeah. You would definitely reach for Civilization VI. Um, but... <laughs> But no, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I get that. Uh, I think that you know, SimCity. Yeah, at some point, at some point, the Sim game, SimCity, Sim, whatever you know, Sim Twenty XD Six or whatever it was, um, they, uh, they became like mayor training programs, you know. Where and to be fair, I think anybody running for mayor should be subjected to some of these games. Was it last Starfighter that was like they were using the arcade system to find someone? It was a movie where it was like, you know, oh, this kid is the best in the world at this arcade game, so we're going to actually take him into space. It was, it was Ender's game, dude. No, no, no. no. It was I, Ender's game. No, dude, I'm it was Ender's game. Dude, I'm, I'm, telling, I'm telling you this yeah. was Ender's game. <laughs> <laughs> telling you what you're telling me is, is Ender's Game. It's Ender's Game. Okay, it's Ender's Game. It's but Ender's seriously, game. there is a game like this, or yeah. a movie like this, called The Last Ender's called Game. called Ender's Game. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's not the Ender's Game movie, because I hated that movie. Oh, uh, no, it's not the Ender's Game movie. <laughs> yeah. It's the Ender's Game book, because they're playing a game, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's uh, spoilers, it's yeah. real. Yeah, but the point is, uh, SimCity games have become Ender's ma- game. mayor training. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, all well, this is true. So, my <laughs> number three for best games, best games, number three. Battle chess. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yay. Yeah. So when you I was said, I was so afraid it would take years for this to happen. Yeah. So when you were like battle chess, I was like, oh bummer. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> we have different values. Yeah. And uh, and and honestly, though, I think that your assessment is correct. But again, this isn't about facts. This is about feelings. So for somebody of a younger literacy level, for somebody who's just learning chess, the less pomp and circumstance, the less flavor of the game, I think actually kind of helps, which is where I was at when I first played this and why I might give this to Teddy and say like, hey, you know, I would obviously teach him how to play chess and be like, now here is a way for you to just play and interact with chess absent of me. Because 
I still to this to this day remember playing normal chess and taking the pieces and slamming them against each other like they did in the animations, you know. That's not how you play normal chess. Uh not not how I play normal <laughs> chess, but then again, I've seen you play chess. So just quick tangent, because we may have said it at the time, but we'll say it again in case you haven't seen the Battle Chess episode. Uh, you, you, you remember the, one of the first times we played chess? Oh, yeah, that you did the Ronsky feint. Yeah. Or whatever, it's like you got four moves into a thing that will let you win in like five moves, and you're like... Okay, clearly you don't know what I'm doing, so we're going <laughs> to yeah. start over. Yeah, so I, I said, yeah, I got like four moves into it. I was like one move away from checkmate, and I was just kind of like, do you see what's about to happen? And you're like, no. And I was like, okay, so here's what's about to happen. We're going to we're gonna reset. Uh, all this being true, but no, I mean, that's that's kind of why it ranked higher for me is because I think the additional pomp and circumstance can be distracting to somebody who is older because then it's more of a video game and less of a chess tutorial. So to me, as far as like something where it's like, I have, that's what it is, is that I have taught you how to play chess. This is a way to drill chess in the same way that Math Blaster is the way to drill math. Yeah. So what what little kid doesn't want to drill chess? Most, but they should. (laughs) No, chess is like golf, man. It's one of those things that if you want to be, you know, like at a certain thing, you at least need to know how to play it decently sure but anyways all that being said uh yeah so uh you're wrong and i'm right and number two <laughs> so my number two best uh, of 2018 um world of illusion starring mickey mouse and donald duck fair one, enough one of the longest game titles i think of any game we've played yep um yeah th- i mean it's just it's pretty it's charming it's fun it's got good music they took a lot of uh platforming standard operating procedure and made it like Disney friendly without making it stupid. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think on that episode, you were the one who said that you, you like transform and disappear your enemies, yes. right? You don't beat them to death, which is what you usually do in a platform. Like in home alone too. Yeah. You crush them, you shoot them, you throw yeah. them off screen, whatever, you know, the, the, in this it's, it's a far more, you know, it's the villain falling into the bottomless black pit. Like, surely they die of something because yeah. if it's actually a bottomless pit, they die of dehydration, right? But but you don't get to see any of that. But yeah, because people always say you would die of hunger in a bottomless no. pit. But those people are stupid. Yeah. You die of dehydration first. Yeah. Right? Unless you fell with a bunch of water and you had enough time to die of hunger. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, none of that happens because it's a Disney game. And it's just, it's charming. I, I think... When charming feels like the right word for me to use, it frustrates me that I then have no other good words to use because there's just no other way I can look at Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and the adorable, lovingly crafted animations, the fairly well thought out levels, the the pretty good balance of like challenge to we will kind of push you to success because we assume if you're playing this, you're probably young or you're nostalgic for, you know, Disney stuff. They... It's just really, really well done. It's like, whimsical. I, it's whimsical. It's lovely. It's I honestly wish every other like product placement marketing game could be half as good as this. Oh, half. I'll I'll, I'll easily <laughs> take half. Yeah, man. For, just ten percent. Yeah. So it it's it survives on its merits, and then it gets an extra you know pat on the back because as a Disney game, they could have completely phoned it in, right? Mario Disney don't, Disney don't phone stuff in. Oh, never. Never. Right? But, but I mean, like a Mario game has to be a Mario game because that's what Mario games are. 
right? They are what they are. That is their entire claim to fame. Even though Mario has become a cultural icon in his own right, when Mickey leaves the silver screen and comes down to video game land, he has seen a lot of failures because people just assumed, oh, video games are easy. Yeah, we'll just slap Mickey Mouse coat of paint on it and everybody easy. will love it. And, and no. suddenly it becomes bendy in the ink machine. Yes, right? That's what they're hoping is that they're going to get like a, a classic everybody loves, but it becomes the evil bendy, right? The one that murders you. Yeah. Not, not the ideal. That's actually bendy. a weirdly deep metaphor because it they they want it to become bendy in the ink machine as a game, but it becomes bendy <laughs> in the ink machine in real life. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So that that's why I think I, I would say if you stripped off the Disney coat of paint and you just put, you know, generic characters that I'd never heard of and they were unique to this game, this would still be a fantastic, fun, charming platformer. But then when you also put on that thick layer of Disney paint, it's like, oh my God, this is a Disney thing, which I love. And holy crap, a good Disney game. And I'm so glad we played that and supposed that the other one what was the other one. It was oh, Castle. Of yeah, that one, that one was way worse. <laughs> way worse. Uh, so for me, number two, Mega Man 6. Yeah. I Mega Man 6 came really close yeah. to inching out SimCity for me. Yeah. Mega yeah. Man 6. I mean, er, in, inching out. Edging out. Yes. Yeah. It can be, can be both. It can be <laughs> edged out by inches. <laughs> ah. But uh, no, it's, it's, it's good. It is. To me, it just it holds up. You know? I mean, like, if you're... The only place where it struggles a little bit is there are some areas where you're like, oh, yeah, and then this amazing thing happened, and you don't remember that it was against a black screen and the frame rate <laughs> was reduced to nigh zero because the NES was just draining under the con- you know constraints of the hardware. But aside from that, and occasionally in uh, levels where the cycle time and challenge, challenge spiked to a weird place, you know, like in Plant Man. But that I think that literally happens maybe in twice. Plant Man. Well, Plant Man stage, and I think one of the yeah. Wiley stages. Yes. But yes. but I mean, otherwise, the cycle time and the checkpoints are like straight up fair. They're yeah. legit. Yeah. So I mean, aside from all that, um, the fact that you get to interact with Rush in a kind of new and interesting way, where like Rush becomes like augmented armor. And again, this may be a little bit of my own personal bias, but that's what these episodes are for. I don't have to be, <laughs> you know, objective here. This is my <laughs> world now. Um, is that, uh, is that, I mean, I remember literally, you know, taking when I was younger, taking, you know, cardboard boxes and crafting them into the rush armor and then putting it on, you know I mean? It was just, it was just amazing. So, I mean, the fact that they took rush and they made it an augment augmentation of Mega Man, and that is actually very, uh, Japanese mythos because, um, there's, and I don't know if this is something we've discussed. This is a slight tangent, but have we talked about the Japanese versus American mythos of the gun? No. So, I mean, we've, we've done a lot of other, like, oh, the Japanese culture for humor, for this, or for whatever, is very different than how it's interpreted in America, but not over guns. So the interesting thing is, so uh, the American mythos of the gun is that all you need is a man who is determined with a gun, right? Yeah, the, the, the cowboy. The cowboy, you have it in John McClane, you have it in all of these different areas where it's just kind of like, all you need is a man and a means. Even John McClane, like, what's his signature phrase? Yippee-ki-yay, which is a cowboy thing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so you have all of that, right? However, do you see anything similar in Japanese mythos? Where do you see guns used in Japanese mythos? Uh, they're either super futury, mm-hmm. right, where it's like lasers, mm-hmm. um, or when you do see guns, it's 
kind of satire against like Western culture. It's like a hyper violent, hyper stylized, hyper over the top. Yes, and those are those those ones. But when you see it in like their typical mythos, is you see it as an extension of the person, right? So they are either like, for example, take uh, Vash the Stampede, mm. right? Is he's not just a man with a gun; he is a man who the gun is an extension of himself. Yes, look at the Gundams. In, in fact, uh, in that mythology. It is literally part of him. Exactly. Like in, in, a, in a, a, not just like it's attached to Mega Man, but it, it's like magically, scientifically intertwined with his existence. The same way with the Gundams. The right. The same way with all these other sort of things, because that goes back to the mastering of like the blade, right? Is the weapon is an extension of the person. It is not a means to an end. The thing that is being powerful is the human. And this is just simply an augmentation of that human. See, I, I like that because when you think of like the cowboy stereotype, it's like, you know, Oh, well, I've got the bigger gun or I'm, you know, like I've, I've got, I'm already drawn and you know, you're, you're not fast enough partner. Right. right. Whereas when you, and I mean, we're romanticizing it, but if that's not the point, what is, yeah. um, but with, uh, you know, what you're describing with the Japanese, you know, likening it to the blade is that this hero is powerful and their weapon happens to be a gun because it's science fiction or because it, they're a right. robot or whatever, but the weapon isn't powerful, right? It's if, not if the an, weapon. If another person, person had that weapon, they would not become powerful. The person wouldn't lose their power if they lost their weapon. They are powerful. It, the weapon is just their tool of choice. Even if you look at like by extension, like Dragon Ball Z and Chi Blast, like those are ranged attacks, but it's, it's their own ability to use it. So all that being said is that having your companion become an extension of yourself, I think is a solid extension of the Japanese mythos. And I made all that to make a very Eurydice claim <laughs> for Mega Man 6 being my number two. Yeah. Now, um, I will say uh, I never did the cardboard boxing glove armor. Mm -hmm. um, what I did was anytime I tried and often failed, anytime I tried to like jump onto a skateboard and roll, you know, mm -hmm. skateboard is not moving and I like jump onto it and try and keep going. That. That's like how Mega Man jumps onto Rush. Yep. Right? That that was my version of that. So I so I totally did that. I 100% feel you. Yep. I just didn't do the boxing glove armor. So again, just so the audience remembers, we did not coordinate this in, ahead of time. We don't know what anybody's number one is. I, don't, I mean, like, as you could see from our exchanges, there were definitely some prizes in there. But I get the feeling that, what was your number one? Super Mario Brothers 2. No. It was... <laughs> <laughs> it was where do you draw your inspiration from, Lions? Um, <laughs> it was uh, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Link Past. To past Link man. to the Past. It's got to be Link, Link to, to the past. past because, oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so and, good. We did it twice. <laughs> so, what's to say, man? Go play this game. There's nothing that we could gush that we haven't gushed before, but I'm going to gush some of it anyway. Go for it. We, uh, for 2017, I recall uh, when we recorded that episode ages ago. 18. Um, no, this is 2018. When we recorded the 2017 best of, oh, okay, uh, ages ago, because that yes. was a whole year ago. Yeah, it was year, years ago. Um, we, I mean, it's uh, it's, it's as far <laughs> it is far in our past as 20xd6 is it's in, in our, our future. future. That's right. Um, <laughs> I I I recall uh, you saying like the thing that uh, makes a game a nostalgic game is that it sets your calibration, right? Yep, and. This sets my calibration not just specifically for, or not just generally for games from this era, but for Zelda games. This is what a Zelda game is. Yes. And 
I will be fair that Breath of the Wild has challenged that belief, mm-hmm. but uh, Link to the Past set the definition of what I thought a Zelda game should be, and then the Zelda games that followed it, I didn't always feel necessarily lived up to that. It's not that they were terrible games, it's just I didn't like the parts of the formula they were choosing to refine. Correct. Right? So the the things that made A Link to the Past great, I felt like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Skyward Sword, right? The the Twilight Princess, right? The later games, like they they left the same volume on a lot of levels, but then they turned up volume on levels and I was like, why'd you pick that one? Why why is that the thing you accentuated? Right. Right. And then with Breath of the Wild, they just went off in this totally other direction. And I don't know if we'll ever do an episode about that, but I kind of just want to replay that game anyway. <laughs> but but Link to the Past is a game that I have replayed it a bajillion times in my life. I will replay it a bajillion times in my life. Anyone who says like, oh, yeah, I like action adventure games, like, you know, like top down RPGs. I'm like, then you want to play A Link to the Past. Yes. Because if you didn't play it when you were a kid and you didn't play it when they re-released it a bajillion times on every console Nintendo's ever made, like, it's still worth playing. It is still worth going out and buying hardware just to play this game if you don't have any other way to play it. It's that good. All the things you think you like about Zelda, unless Breath of the Wild was your first Zelda game, then all of the things you think you like about Zelda are in this game and are arguably done the best in this game. Yes. No, the... the exploration like the because the the game unfolding over time you know because to me and and i uh, let's see how this plays out breath of the wild to me like that's a top-down it's a top-down action rpg right it has the the degree of metroidvania qualities that i am willing to tolerate Right, because there is backtracking. Yes, which I, I I think you have cleverly named unfolding. Unfolding. Yes. It is so I like I like and enjoy backtracking. You like and enjoy unfolding. unfolding. Exactly. So even Sim- similar but not. Yeah, exactly. So even though these games both like even though like this and like Metroid both have backtracking, like this game unfolds. So basically like when you're first thrown into it, you're thrown into like this world that's like crazy and different and you know and it's dark and it's raining and like then you slowly like get access to some of the world but you can't get to some places and then you explore and you the player become more knowledgeable and you are aware of more of the mechanics and you get more abilities and more and more and more of the world opens up until finally you really feel like you can explore it and you get all these weird secrets and these nooks and crannies and so delicious and so amazing and then you go and you fight agonim and you realize you weren't done you weren't even close because there is you were at best 50 percent because there's an entire new world for you to explore and that world interacts and interplays with the world that you were in you thought you were a god amongst men but instead you were a mere vessel a mere plebeian who was petitioning to become an adult you know like this is this is a game that does unfolding at its finest every single thing that they give you implies new usage and new ways to interact with the world you see the world differently as you evolve and and play it i mean i even remember and this is one of those things that was so impactful on me where uh you know like when when we were replaying it you know you lines you said something uh, like thing x and i said well obviously you need to go get this other thing first whatever it was you know and uh and you remembered it, but it's 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 that level of detail where all of a sudden you come into a room where this just spikes nonstop. So you can either just be like, well, I've got enough health. I'll just 
blaze through it or it's like oh but or do you have the magic cape that makes you invisible you know because being invisible also makes you immortal for some reason yeah does it not for you oh no i said too much <laughs> but no it, it's it, it's the, the gushing could be endless the gushing was so endless that this is the one and only time we ever broke an episode into two parts yes and just for funsies we do actually have the entire episode in one huge like three hour recording and that one is not discoverable on the website or in the RSS feed, but I will link it in the show notes for this episode. Like if, a secret, like in Legend of Zelda? Yes. Yes. So if you if you want to open the chest and get the big key and go into the boss door and tackle the like three and a half hour episode that was us endlessly gushing about A Link to the Past, this is the way to get there. Yes, absolutely. So, uh... So I think the last thing I'll ask people to do, because we've, we've gushed and crapped on games that we already gushed and crapped on enough for now, um... If uh, anybody wants to reach out, website, Twitter, uh, go outside your house, you know, whatever your ideal contact method is, um, I want to hear if people outright agree, outright disagree, uh, if there's something that you're like absolutely furious that we left off and you're like, how was this game from 2018 not in your top or bottom, right? Like, I, I genuinely want to hear that stuff because um, we, we, you know, we have our feelings, but I, I wonder how uh, these nostalgia experiences that we've shared have sort of impacted people. So oh, like, I- yeah, you know, sh- sh- share it. Tell us. Tell yeah, us. absolutely. Because I mean, you know, there have definitely been games where we've been, you know, kind of lukewarm or whatever about it, and all of a sudden it is the most viewed game of all games, and we're like, yeah, but why though? So enlightening us to that would be amazing, and I mean, especially now because having that additional knowledge would be an amazing link to our past. The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll, then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head. From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil Fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creep in With the end of a smile You realize again What you've lost for a while You're gonna think back much less 